Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Rank. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars, and this one I can't believe we hadn't already done. But thanks to some 
record combing, I confirm that this will be the first time that we will be ranking the Kenner Star Wars action figures, but with a bit of a take, a twist, a point of view. And uh, speaking of point of views, Joseph Scrimshaw is here with me today. Hello, sir. I am happy to be here. You know, I'm always happy to talk action figures, and this is where it all began. This is where the journey began uh, for so many of us with these original Kenner action figures. Uh, I can smell the plastic and feel the joy. Oh yeah, I can. I can picture being in a in a JJ Newberry, my hometown, and finding a wall of Star Wars figures staring back at me. Oh, what a feeling! <laughs> what a feeling! Uh, gonna be a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, with Star Wars ranked. We often um, throw that uh, word best out there, and it's always from a point of view. It's 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 a, a ranking with our own personal perspectives and experiences and journeys, uh, whether it's me, Joseph, other guests, me by myself sometimes. Uh, but today, we're, we're, we're going to make sure this is our ranking our favorite Star Wars Kenner action figures. And the reason for that, Joseph, I feel is... Uh, I really wanted this list for me, and, and, and your list can, can uh, deviate, as, of course, but for me to be the figures that I had, the ones that I had in my hands or on the playgrounds or in my backyard or were in that lunch pail, the the <laughs> box, the fateful day, I sold all my Star Wars figures at that garage sale I talk about often. Oh, the garage sale of 1986. Um, I wanted a, a real strong connection to them. Uh, you know, Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I kind of went into this saying, okay, what am I going to do? Is it going to be the figures that I loved that had the most moments that I connected to uh, as a kid? Or am I going to gravitate towards some of the ones I didn't have and coveted? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And I think I only have one covet uh, in my runner up. But other than that, I really focused on what they meant to me because I think that is, you know, that that's the power of these action figures. Ultimately, they really were uh, this symbol of you can take the adventure home and continue it. You know, that is big and that is huge. And you know, what's a, what's collecting toys without a little bit of coveting. I think that <laughs> drives the whole industry. I think at times. Um, so yeah, I mean, we've ranked a lot of me- merchandise memorabilia. We've ranked figures. We want behind the scenes figures. We want the, uh, uh, a lot of the things have been on Star Wars rank. And we, you and I started the the Power of the Force 2 line. That was ca- kind of going to be it. And, and we just kind of had a great experience going forward with the the figure lines from from there. So I just kind of assumed in the back of my mind that we had already taken a look at Kenner, but we really hadn't. So, uh, Joseph, um, we'll get into this list here. Uh, but before we do, I, I was uh, curious, like, do you recall kind of your first figure in hand or when you were aware of it or, or, or what do you, what do you have for that? For that memory? Yeah, it's, it is so early. It is, uh, you know, a little foggy and dreamlike. Some of my memories are real specific and some of them are a little, uh, dreamlike. I was young enough that I don't remember like what the first one was. Uh, I, cause we had some, my brother and I, who's three years older, we had some, and then, uh, some other kids, um, uh, basically tricked us into into stealing them. <laughs> yeah. Don't even remember the details of. Um, but even before that, I remember a birthday, and I don't even remember. I was so young. Uh, it's I partially only remember it because there are photos of uh, me, very young, uh, with uh, I had blonde hair as I was growing up, and then it, yeah. it turned on me, which is fine. <laughs> uh, me with uh, blonde hair, some extremely loud. <laughs> late 70s shirt uh just joyfully unwrapping star wars uh wrapping paper 
and there's a Chewbacca inside. And I remember that I think relatives gave me two Chewbaccas, like different relatives gave me Chewbacca. And I remember feeling really happy that I was being good and sharing and gave one of the Chewbaccas to my brother. That's probably oh. my earliest memory. Earliest memory of that and earliest memory of your Jedi-like behavior. That is just wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. There was a lot of Sith behavior uh, throughout my life as well. I do not want to lie. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm with you too. And in just a couple episodes of Star Wars Ranked to Go, I, I sat down and kind of ranked my personal memories of Star Wars and went kind of what I, kind of the building blocks of my love of it, uh, which is always something big uh, for me in my discussions about Star Wars of just that feeling, that feeling of you connecting to even something you don't understand. And, and so I, I documented a little bit better there a little bit more detail but there was an incident uh, in my hometown uh, when I, not well actually no my where i was born the city of orange kind of california uh, a friend of the family neighbor was at a party and long story short I, I was a quiet kid who didn't love to hang out with the other kids and i was in the living room of this house and, and uh, my dad was there and then the, the the dad of the house came down and presented and said how oh, maybe kenny would like to look at these and and it was the darth vader and c-3po collector uh, cases and mm. just pulled him down and, 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 and was going, I remember him going one by one. This is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And my dad was, has always been a casual Star Wars fan, but he, he just loves uh, like model shipbuilding and model making that kind of stuff. And he's an engineer. So he was, a, he was really obsessed with like, I remember him kind of being interested in what they looked like and everything. And I just, that's the first time I just, I, I had no idea really what I was seeing. And then from there, it's like you, it's like, uh, I remember a friend had this, or I went to a, my cousin's house and they had a Luke or something. And then I thought Battlestar Galactica and, and Buck Rogers were all the same as Star Wars. So <laughs> I'd see some of their figures and connect them. So it wasn't a couple of years later, like you said, till it really starts to emerge. But it, it's weird that both of our memories of it have a little bit of that fog of Dagobah. <laughs> Just like, I kind of remember it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. Everything for me is like snippets. I remember that there was a period where I just I wanted to take them everywhere, and I I have like vague like this is so weird to me now as like uh, a collector who who truly wants to preserve them, and you know I have to get two to take them out of the package, and even them like ooh. Uh, but I have memory of like shoving Luke into my pocket because we were going to you know uh, Walgreens. <laughs> like he's got to come with, you know. He's got to go on the ride. Yeah, I, you know uh, I I think it was. Um, Maybe it's our celebration. I think I brought one of my figures and I, I put it in my, uh, my jacket I, or, uh, oh no, you know what I did? I did that at my old job. Remember the <laughs> job I got in trouble for, for displaying figures. Uh, my last uh, day or week, I, I uh, had a, had a, a Star Wars figure in my uh, suit pocket sticking out for the whole week. <laughs> <laughs> Which so figure? I, I'll reveal it later Ooh, excellent excellent we've teed that up for some yeah. uh, pocket revelation yeah so uh we are gonna look at our favorite kenner star wars action figures five to one and because it's a very personal list uh, yeah there's probably figures we could put in the hall of fame uh but this is our own so we'll go in uh, to the list right now joseph with your number five yeah, so this we always say uh, almost every time of this was hard. This was the, the hardest ranked ever, and I kind of went into this thinking like this is going to be really, really difficult, and it definitely was hard to winnow it down. But I realized like part of the reason that I, I thought it was going to be difficult is it, the place of the Kenner figures is so emotionally huge mm. that when I looked at this great list on Jedi Business, I was like, oh yeah, compared to many collectibles today there aren't that many in the grand scheme of things. And like, yeah. I so remember coveting the ones that I didn't have, but I think that was more about vehicles and playstations because 
I had a lot of them. And I, <laughs> my first uh, reaction when I, when I went to find my, my number five was, oh, wow, there aren't as many of these. Like, it's imagining comparing this to the number of Funko Pops just from, like, one film yeah. <laughs> is bonkers. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, with that said, my number five is Leia, right? Yes. Of course. But which one? Well, that is a surprise reveal, and it is the surprise reveal of Leia disguised as the bounty hunter Bush, Bosh, Bush, however you choose to say it. Uh, I think I said Bush, and I think that's probably not right. Um, but yeah, the the figure is absolutely great. Um, it is, uh, just to kind of take a step back, uh, mm-hmm. The obviously the figures came out uh, after New Hope, the famous, uh, you know, uh, empty box campaign, all that. Uh, those memories are super foggy. Uh, by the time of Empire, I was a little bit more aware that action figures were a thing, and I have very specific mm-hmm. memories of uh, Empire figures. Uh, but then in that wait to Return of the Jedi, I'm getting older, and memories are getting clearer. And one of the big things in between Empire and Jedi is what felt to me at the time like a huge leap forward in action figure technology. Mm-hmm. So. This is uh this is not uh, old man uh, yelling at Cloud. This is old man uh, celebrating Cloud with tear running down his eye. This is a joyful thing. <laughs> the the just shock and awe, like we had landed on the moon, like we had landed on Mars. It felt to me like they have the technology. They mm-hmm. can have fake helmets, and you can remove them, and then you can see the character underneath. We've done it we've reached the pinnacle of society that's what it felt like uh from my perspective at the time so i loved i loved uh, i often loved the uh troops or the creatures because it was easier to mold them and they the you know they looked cooler and weirder so i loved the bounty hunters i loved the bounty hunter armor that was just a cool figure that mask was cool uh but then so it was just a cool figure by itself but then that you could lift the helmet and there was leia underneath Mm. there that was just like next level and by that age i was you know um aware that sometimes you might not be able to find things so like i was on the hunt for her anytime we left the house like can we stop Mm. you know any one of these places where there might be action figures um yeah and, uh, you know, I remember the day that we found her at a Sears and I think my mom was shopping for clothes and, and I was just like, can we go home right now? Cause I need to play. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, no. Oh, be patient. Uh, so I had to learn a, a Jedi lesson uh, to get my hands on princess Leia Organa, a boosh, boosh, boosh disguise. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, I remember now as I'm looking at the figure, uh, that we had some part from another action figure. I think it was like a generic oh, yeah. knight action figure we had and the pommel of their sword fell off i think that's what it was but it was a little silver ball and i used that as the thermal detonator get out of here wow that's that's some awesome fate (laughs) (laughs) look at that i i do love the back in the day when you're young you had the the weird collection of uh, just a bunch of different action figures i had a tonka gas station repairman action figure that was also in my star wars figures <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like those weird just like normal human action figures for a oh, while you know yeah. <laughs> that's what he was just a dude he'll fix your radiator so yeah yeah 
Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, I could go on and on about all these action figures, each yep. individual one. So I'm going to try to contain myself a little bit. But, you know, boil it down. It was the advancement in technology. It was the love of the Leia character. Having it in hand was it was driving home how cool this was that yeah, Leia was cool, but she was in, you know, fatigues or dresses. But now she's a bounty hunter to be able to hold that idea in your hand was mm. so cool. Look, and, and Bausch, as I said it, but I love it's It's from almost day one of Force Center. Bosch Bausch Booth, Booth has been one of our, our, our bingo card uh, entries, and I love it, and, uh, which speaks to the, the different but shared experience. Um, this, you talk about the technology. Yeah, just looking here in Jedi Business, you go to uh, 77, and then you come back here in 83. This is just a wonderfully sculpted figure. It's it's uh, vibrant, and you know, that, that helmet coming off is next level indeed. But even like... From the back, just the way the, the 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 cape, the cloak kind of falls, cascades down out of the figure. They really did a good job with this figure in an era that, uh, you know, uh, just by the era it, it is it, it in, uh, it's in, it's not going to be super detailed. Yeah, and it's also like, you know, back in the day, I saw it in the theater once and like, great, you saw the movie. And then, you know, yeah. it took me a very long time to see it again. So these action figures were also a way to like study the details. And like probably the next time I saw the film, like I appreciated the uh, fun uh, swoop of her half cape uh, because I'd been, you know, turning this action figure around and around in my hands. Yeah, uh, that's a great way to say it. Um, great way to say it. And um, yeah, getting the helmet coming off, that's big because a little bit later, you know, you, you get to you need Luke and Nan to take their uh, Stormtrooper helmets off. Right. So we needed that. So, exactly point. right. So, yeah, that's my, my number five. Leia in disguise. That is a great start. We're going to my number five. We are going to Empire Strikes Back, though. I picked up this figure a little bit later, which was um, great because you could. They were still out there. And uh, this is Bespin Security Guard 1. That's right. <laughs> Bespin Security Guard 1. There were two released. And this is, uh, a, a, he's got the mustache. He is, if you look on the card back, it's a. It, it's like not the guy that's the figure. Like the guy in the card has like a beard. Um, and this is uh, uh, just uh, the big Fu Manchu kind of mustache. It's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. But I love this one. And released in 1980. But like I said, again, I did not get it uh, until um, Jedi era. And w- the reason I love this is it just love. It's just one of those things of just it's this little thing in Star Wars. And, they, and they're obviously very much in uh, the Cloud City sequences. They're all around. They have some key parts uh, with Lobot help, help and save the day. Um, but you know, they're not heroes. They're not, you don't know their names. This, and, and, and you're here, you just kind of want to collect it all. And I had one of those fateful days. You kind of mentioned too, you find a figure at Sears or something like that. I was, uh, you know, uh, I remember my mom and dad got something back called a tax return. <laughs> I no idea what that meant. I just return knew Return of the taxes. Return of the taxes. We got to go have pizza. And the next door to the, the pizza restaurant, I think the, it's a round table pizza that's still in my hometown of Royal Grande, California. Uh, but it, it, it's definitely of the era. It was like a, a round table pizza, toy store next to it, and a lucky grocery store next to it, which I don't even think mm. exists anymore. Um, it's some other grocery store. And so we got to have the pizza. Then mom and dad were like, you get to go in the toy store and you get to pick a Star Wars figure. I had everything in front of me, Joseph. I had any type <laughs> of figure there because this was the era, wall of figures. And I chose this guy. I just needed him. I needed him for my adventures. I needed him for my storytelling. There was something about the blue with the gold trim, the blaster, maybe even the mustache, because it kind of looked like my dad's mustache in the era. Um, I don't know. 
and I just was uh, pulled in by this figure, and uh, it's it remained in my collection to, to unfortunately I sold them all. But uh, so therefore, because of that, much like hey, Ken loves the Y wings because he got that Y wing. I've told that story ad nauseum here, but um, I love every time I go to a Empire Strikes Back and watch it. I can't help but look at uh, all the security guards in the background of Bespin because I had this figure. That's so great. Uh, yeah, the way it can be, the figures can come from the movie or you can kind of come to the movie because of the figures. Yeah. Um, did you, were you aware that uh, your family uh, was strong in the uh, security? <laughs> uh, uh, that your family, I know your family has, a, you know, a history of being police officers and, and security yeah. officers. Did you know that? Is that why you gravitated towards Maybe a security my, guard? Yeah, my uncle was... Um, um, was, uh, yeah, he was during this era, he'd actually be in, uh, LAPD's Devonshire division and I would go down and visit him. So I was aware of it. Yeah. There might've been some of that. And there's a little bit of the design is that kind of Navy bluish kind of color. It might've been that, uh, you know, and, and had no idea where my life would end up for 17 years in a, in a day shop in that industry. But yeah, it could have been, it could have been something of me just, uh, wanting to give, uh, the, those, uh, those folks in the background, keeping things safe to do, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, even though they didn't, they didn't do a great job uh, at the beginning, but then when when the time came, they they held their blasters up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it just it I just really struck me uh, that you picked this when you've mentioned the Bispin security guard before, and I've just been in yeah. my own nostalgia going, yeah, 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 cool. Uh, but it just that you know these these action figures are these symbols of this great fantasy world, and I did not grow up to be a bounty hunter or a Jedi. But you actually grew up to become a security guard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dreams, kids, dreams. Yeah, yeah. And now you have, uh, now I now I wish I had this figure even more. Yeah, and now we just need some podcast characters in Star Wars so we can buy those action figures. Hey, They're coming. I, I They're coming. That, yeah, if I had that hat on the on the job, that would have been uh, great. Oh, yeah, we. I want four center action figures like, like no tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just a great reason to, for me to revisit this action figure. Uh, I forget that the design of the security guard and, and translated here on the action figure with that uh, gold trim and that little uh, design that really uh, uh, echoes how uh, elegant and designed Bespin is. That's really awesome. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the aesthetic. So that is the start of my list. Bespin security guard one. What is your number four, sir? My number four is uh, traveling back in time and in technology uh, to a less advanced uh, action figure. Mm. And that is, well, I'm not even calling by that name. I'm sorry. When we're talking about uh, this action figure, the name is Walrus Man. Not Ponda Baba. This action figure is Walrus Man. Uh, yeah, these are very, very uh, young, uh, uh, foggy memories. Uh, but I've had... Uh, Ponda Baba for a long time. Mm -hmm. So uh, when I was a kid, uh, grew up in, born in a small resort town uh, in northern Minnesota called Brainerd. Uh, and then we moved uh, to Portland, Oregon, lived in Portland, Oregon uh, during Empire Strikes Back. And a lot of just, you know, great memories are all centered around, you know, Portland. That's the place where Empire Strikes Back lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I've been there many times since, but it's so formative. Uh, but we had this uh we, we took a, a truck, you know, and had a cross-country road trip uh, when we moved, uh, both there and back. And I think it was on the way there. I have these really early formative memories of stopping at, 
you know, a different store means you might find different action figures. Mm, yeah. And, you know, Brainerd's been built up a lot, uh, you know, is as many more rural areas have across America. But, you know, th- there weren't as many stores. So I'm sure it was, you know, harder to find them, you know. So I think I was probably blown away. We probably stopped at, you know, a, a larger uh, who even knows what kind of department store it was at that wherever we were in the country. But I specifically remember that there was a like action pack of two of the can two or three of the cantina yeah. characters. Like I haven't looked it up and I'm a little foggy, but it was yeah. it was it was they were the the cantina aliens. And mm-hmm. I remember my brother and I deciding to get that one and we were gonna split them up and he got hammerhead. Uh, and I got Walrus Man, and I wanted Walrus Man because he's just weird. <laughs> and then, you know, so I loved him. He's been in my connect- collection uh, ever since. I don't know how his head is still attached because his head has been wobbling uh, longer than many of the people listening to this podcast have been alive. <laughs> <laughs> his head has been wobbly <laughs> since like 1982. Um and, you know, if you're not familiar with this action figure, it, it is in that era where they're just like, okay, make a couple of the aliens. There's the, the Walrus Man, right? Does he have a no, Walrus Man? Uh, do we have any really great reference of uh, what he's wearing? Does it need to be accurate? No. no. Uh, he's, his torso is bright effing orange. <laughs> his arms and legs are just really royal blue. And he's a Walrus Man, right? So his, his feet are flippers, right? <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> But uh, none of us, yeah, this I know, where you just can't get away from some of the, uh, yeah. Let us let us tell you about the olden times in this episode. Sure, uh, they were really. not going to be able to get away with it. I away from it. I apologize. Um, but it, it, just none of that mattered, right? Yeah, no. There, there was no sense that they needed to be screen accurate. I didn't remember what was screen accurate. You know, yeah. Uh, it was yeah. just a foggy memory of oh, the scary guy who gets mad at Luke, and now I have him in action figure form. Look, I, you know, when they started releasing better versions of, of Ponda Bob and I'm seeing a, little, a lot of them on the page, I remember seeing those and going, well, that's not accurate. He wore <laughs> an orange vest, not a jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the Power of the Force being like, wow, that is, that's actual Ponda Bob. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. And that's his name, Ponda Bob. And he's an Aqualish from Ando? Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and uh, I think for me, I always liked the creatures. Uh, as well as the main characters. He was one of the creatures that I really uh, gravitated toward. Mm-hmm. And he is, to me, a, a symbol of what is uh, so important about this era of, of the action figures that it was, you, you saw a strange, exotic character on screen for a couple seconds. Maybe you even remembered seeing them. Maybe you didn't. Mm-hmm. The whole point of it was this guy named Walrus Man exists in the same world as Luke and Han and Leia. And now you decide mm-hmm. what he does. You know, yeah. don't write a think piece. Just play. <laughs> just play. <laughs> Make well, up an adventure. Man, uh, that that applies to the current times, too. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, no, I love I love this. And I love. Yeah. Look at Hammerhead. Greedo. I love Gr- Greedo. He just he's in a green jumpsuit. Hammerhead. He's in kind of something sexy. A little aerobics outfit <laughs> there with the high cut over the hip. Uh, <laughs> he is. He's going to be doing like a jazzercise. Yeah. He's he's getting physical physical and then of course the snail too but the the different versions are are well celebrated and documented but yeah ponda baba it, it's uh i love but i love because you could easily just name him as because he's a legendary figure in his own way Wal- walrus man but i love uh, your connection to it and that you have it that's that's wonderful 
Yeah, yeah. So that is my number four, Walrus Man. Oh, love it. Well, the next one on my list, my number four, we are going uh, a little bit later on here. And I just want to, as I'm scrolling, as I'm ch- I just want to make sure it's in the, uh, is it in the Empire era? Was it released during that time? I believe it was. It uh, was, but I think it was not in the initial batch. That is right. Okay, yeah, there you go. Thank you for that. Because I am talking about C-3PO with removable limbs. Oh, yes. Breakaway C-3PO with the cargo net. Without a doubt, a, a well documented uh, character in terms of figure figure in terms of people love this one celebrate this one mention it it's a good pop culture reference too released in 8082 you're definitely right there uh joint count five but does it matter because they're not connected uh loved this one love this one and i was fortunate enough to also have a chewy and you could you know stretch chewy's arms back and and slip the uh, cargo net on and I don't, I don't think I ever had 3PO built. I just had him apart in that backpack. It was just too cool not to. <laughs> and it was just a, an amazing concept as, as a youngster to, you know, you saw it on the film. And, you know, I saw Empire last of the bunch, really. And so to find, I think I may have even had the figure before I saw wow. it. Wow. And so to, like, get full context uh, of what I had in my hand, I uh, love it. And I just... um. I wish uh, yeah, I, I could smell the cargo net, that kind of plasticky, ah, <laughs> uh, that musty plasticky. I can smell it right now as I'm talking to y'all, and I wish I had it. Uh, of 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 perhaps all the figures that I lost in that great garage sale sell of '86, uh, man, I think this might be the one I missed the most, just because it, it 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 just was always in uh, that uh, net. It was always on the back of my Chewy. And it was always there for me to just uh, have those adventures. And, and you know, I understood. I understood just uh, 3PO, was the, he was a slow-moving guy. You know, Solo's yelling at him, hurry up, Golden Rod, the, you know, most of the movie. And so I got it. Like now He was in the bag. It was just easier to move him around from my adventures in my backyard. So love this figure. Love everything about it. What a great idea, especially talking about tech. You know, come on. The limbs come off. We're, we're in new territory here, friends. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Back in the day in Empire Strikes Back, it was one of those things that that gave Star Wars some energy uh, in comparison to, you know, sitcoms you were watching uh, or even like procedurals that um, that reset. Right. The idea that something as audacious as three three people was blown apart was fascinating. You wanted to play that to almost kind of like work through mm-hmm. it, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I remember my brother wanted to play it so bad. I think that 3PO hadn't, I think Removable Limbs 3PO hadn't come out yet, but I think somehow we knew, maybe we saw him in like an upcoming catalog or something. Yeah. Uh, and my brother couldn't wait. He wanted to play out this scenario. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember me going, you you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. Uh, and him going like, no, I have to. Uh, but, you know, he knew that 3PO had the one arm that stayed, got, got reattached. Uh, so he broke off uh, both legs and the one arm. <laughs> of his normal 3PO because he couldn't <laughs> wait for C3PO with removable limbs. Oh man, what we do for the art. <laughs> yep. That's and great. it was uh you know, we had like I said when we were very very young we had had that uh you know, uncomfortable upsetting incident where some kids stole our action figures and we had mm. to go over there with uh with our parents and say, "Hey, we need these action figures back." And we got some of them yeah. but not all of them and yeah. um and then we would just we would play with other kids and you know uh 
no judgment as an adult, but other kids were like rough on their action figures. And if yeah. you let them play with yours, they'd smash them around. And uh, oh. we really, <laughs> oh, yeah. we really got to a point of like, like uh, we have realized that if we move their limbs too often, they will become loose. Uh, we mm. don't want their paint to chip off. And like other kids don't touch our action figures because <laughs> they're going to be rough on them. They're one of these bruisers is going to come over and smash our stuff. Yeah. Um, so we really had a like, we we played with them we you know as i've said before we shot them uh with rubber bands to sim- simulate blaster yeah. fights uh, we always put pillows underneath where they would fall uh so it was a real like it was like a breaking of a code when my brother was like i have to do it for oh, narrative wow. integrity i i i got to do violence to one of our action figures you know first of all i think you and i could have been great neighbors because i would have been like uh Joseph, you can't touch my figures and you would have been like same um <laughs> Because I had that feeling too. I had a friend. Uh, I I I won't, I won't name him. I, he doesn't. I don't know where he is anymore. But he was just breaking them rough, dirty, chipped, and then worse than that, Joseph. The stories he told with them were just so boring. <laughs> the greatest sin. <laughs> no intrigue. No character development. No drama. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I I I'm with you on that. That's great. But to, yeah, to all that to prove the point of breaking the limb. That's a lot. Yeah, but the great figure and the fact that it came with the bag so you could have it be interactive with Chewie, so great. Mm, love it indeed. So uh, that is my number four, and we're on to your number three of our favorite of the Kenner Star Wars figures. Uh, my number three is probably many people's number ones. Uh, it's hard for me to not have it be a the number one, uh, but it is from Return of the Jedi, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this uh, figure a decent amount because, you know, it is uh, the symbol of what uh, Luke becomes. Uh, it's such a cool figure. Uh, I have told uh, this story on, on Force Center before, so I'll keep it short. Uh, at the time that Return of the Jedi was coming out, uh, we lived in St. Cloud, so in about an hour drive from Minneapolis, and we knew the figures were going to be coming out. The movie was coming out at some point, and, uh, you know, just about every other weekend, uh, we drive into Minneapolis and for whatever reason, my brother wasn't coming with that week. And I really wanted to know if the return of the Jedi figures are out and we can each get one, who do you want? And he was like, let's, uh, you know, I'm going to teach you about expectations, younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's too soon. They're not going to be out. You know? So I, I, I really had this, like this very star Wars, like, I know I'm wrong, but there's this hope <laughs> in my heart. Uh, and we went to Sears and it really was like I turned around and there were fireworks because there was this wall, you know, you, you, you speak of the wall and I'd yeah. been seeing the same wall. It's, you know, great, yeah. amazing, but it's the star, the star Wars and empire strikes back wall. And suddenly an explosion of new figures yeah. of all of these return of the Jedi figures. And right there in the center was, uh, was this Luke. Um, this is the era where, in the comic books pretty soon almost every character was going to experiment with wearing all black it's just something in yeah. in the water of the 80s that it was cool to see your hero but they're yeah. all in black like a bad guy but they're still the hero uh, yeah. that was so compelling to me and having uh had uh, been of the age to wonder what is going to happen in Return of the Jedi after living with Empire Strikes Back? Mm. That big question was, you know, Luke trains, he becomes a Jedi, he does all these cool things, he can do these cool flips, he can kind of keep up with Darth Vader, but Darth Vader just takes it to him. And the film in my little kid mind was just all about 
can Luke ever become a Jedi? Right. And it was almost tied to like the, can, mm. can I ever become, you know, <laughs> uh, 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 strong and capable and, and independent and, you know, all these things. Yeah. Um, and this figure just hanging there, it just was all those things, you know, it was yeah. uh, Han's line in the movie about, when Chewie's trying to tell him, like, no, Luke's coming for us, so it's going to be okay. And he's like, Luke, he can't even take care of himself. A Jedi Knight. Just the power that this figure said, Jedi Knight. And he had a cloak. And he came with a, a, a uh, saber that was the correct color, not just yeah. yellow for some reason. And yeah. a blaster. And there's like it was just uh, the culmination of so many things in figure form. And it grabbed him up. And my brother had told me, uh, good morning, guard. So he got a good morning, guard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got the Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker and I just played with the hell out of that action figure that summer. I loved it so much. There's a, a still in the, the Return of the Jedi storybook of uh, when Luke is uh, giving into his hate and he is pounding down on Vader's uh, saber uh, when Vader yeah. has fallen over by the railing and his you know arm is all the way back with the saber. Mm-hmm. And this figure had the slightly bent arm. So like I would, you know bend his arm back with the saber in it to recreate that image of he's slashing down with the lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so th- this one, you know, I, I kind of can't say enough about it. It's a real mm-hmm. pivotal one for me. And I think for a lot of people for their, their attachment to Luke a- as he, you know, reaches this, this moment of, of a maturity and becomes a true Jedi Knight, you know, love, ah, man, everything you're saying is, is so, um, so awesome. And, and our, our pal Mark Riley is a kind of a similar uh, experience. And also this was his kind of, this was his trailer for the movie, like his mom giving him the figure and like, Oh my God, what's Luke doing? And he's an all black. I, I love that. I love that, that uh, once again, kind of a unique, but shared experience and, and to see what this figure means to you. But now I got to ask you, you know, this is also Mando season two, Luke, right? So is there added weight to this figure now? <laughs> It is. There is a part of me that wants them to put out like the retro one with uh, uh, Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker uh, carries Grogu. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do have the vintage Grogu. Uh, yeah. So I guess I could just uh, recreate that. Um, so. Yeah. The, yeah. So uh, this one, this one's a little banged up. The the one, my mine that I own, he's got a little, little chip on his nose. Uh, I, I did oh, move yeah. his arm back a little bit too often. So it's a little loose. Uh but yeah, I would love to. Mm. Yeah, I, you know what? Honestly, uh, in kind of a non-joking way, it's been a weird journey with this this era of Luke, right? Because mm-hmm. I know what he means to me from my perspective, and from my perspective, he's always meant um, fulfillment of what you're trying to be, you know. Yeah. And and as I got older and was rewatching, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi on VHS, I really had that. You know, when I was a kid, I was just like, amazing. I didn't think there's any outcome other than he kills Vader or Vader kills him. I didn't. Wow, he turned Vader. He, uh, But then the full weight of throwing the blade aside, you know, uh, mm-hmm. settled in. And that's who this character has been to me. And it has been a weird journey that there are some fans, um, and I'm not begrudging it. It's just a different perspective. There are some fans who I think are really into Jedi Knight Black Luke because he's so powerful in the movie and because he kicks ass. Yeah, and. Yeah. And I love that. I love the power fantasy uh, of Luke. I love every action moment he has in Return of the Jedi. But I do perceive for like some fans, the connection is he kicks ass. Yeah. And there is a little bit of a disconnect for me because that's 
that's not what he means to me. That's not what yeah. this action figure means to me. I don't. I look at this action figure and I think, you know, a hero has returned to save people. I don't think he's gonna kick your effing ass. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be back. It's not that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's not that part of the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> it's this other more unique part of the eighties. Just again, what what's so wonderful about Luke and that movie and that era and why we love it and. It's also just a damn good figure. Kate it is. Blaster. Great stuff. Mm. So that is your number three. If that's only your number three, what do we got coming our way? <laughs> uh, my number three is uh, certainly a little less powerful, uh, both on screen and maybe in our hearts, but has a lot of uh, connection to it and is one of the uh, two figures that is still in my life uh, from that original Batch. He just happened to not be in the garage in the lunch pail when I sold the figures, and that is Adat Commander. That's right, Adat Commander, because that's what the Kenner commercial told us back then. And this was, of course, supposed to be General Veers. He could have very well have been in another era, maybe even just a couple years later. But the generic Adat Commander, and it's a striking figure. I love. His uh, his armor, his his uh, breastplate there, uh, it's just it just pops out. He's he's got a blaster, which in my head was like, did he have that in in the um, in the Walker in the movie? Did he did, was he going to blow up the shield generator with it? I don't know. There's questions. Uh, the classic imperial helmet with that kind of uh, tr- uh, hard edged uh, kind of triangle, and it's just so simple. You all know I love my imperial officers for whatever weird reason, and this might be one of those reasons. I just love the figure, and I, too, uh, will say that, unfortunately, the figure now uh, does have that chipped paint nose, the thing that uh, afflicted a lot of Kenner figures over the age. Um, <laughs> it looks like he just bonked his head uh, on someone else's uh, armor when, it, when the paint wasn't dry. Uh, <laughs> maybe the head cannon had it somewhere. So don't even remember where I got this figure, unlike the Bespin security guard, where I remember the day, the moment, the time. This one just... Ended up in my life, which is also uh, part of the fun of that era of being a collector. You didn't you didn't race all the time to the store. Sometimes it just it just showed up and you had it. Mom bought it. Dad bought it. You bought it. It doesn't matter. It's there. And so that is the Adat Commander for me. Love the figure. Made me love Veers. And I'm so glad I still have it. Yeah, I know for me, like I didn't have the Adat Commander and sometimes the thing would happen where uh, you had a, a day like you're describing of the tax return of the, the magic day of like, it's just a surprise, like you can get one today and then you have to pick from what's available, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I think those are the ones where like, sometimes I don't remember because it's just like, I know, I know I got to get one, but uh, it wasn't like the one I was dreaming of is that, the one that was there. Mm. Um, but it, what kind of stories did you make up? for at at commander veers well the weirdest thing and this is um this is this is really weird uh to to say but um he ended up in my y-wing which is why i didn't sell the y-wing at the garage sale and he just was in there piloting the y-wing so now we're just all over the place canon it doesn't even matter just reality doesn't even what's up is down and down is up and and so uh i uh, i think i think that's um that that was kind of my adventures. Is he he I I I only had him to fly around in the Y wing. So he was a a, a a turncoat on the on the on the uh, Imperials and, and joined the the rebellion against uh, his former employers. <laughs> you had a Trojan Veers hiding in the Y wing. That's great. 
Yeah. That's awesome. And it, he is a really uh, cool figure. It was hard for me to, to not put some of the Imperial figures like this because they're just their, their crisp uh, uniforms made them just kind of a, a different and fascinating uh, character yeah. to turn around in your hands. Yeah. Yeah. So love that at commander. I, and I do, I think, uh, I think he, he's in my storage. I got it. There's a little box. I got to I got to dig. I mean, I have no space for this stuff anymore, but you know, he's, uh, he's so important. I gotta go grab, uh, gotta go grab at commander. You can, you too can, uh, control the Adat. Just get it <laughs> this winter. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, by the way, I'm, we all love, I love watching those vintage Kenner figures on a loop on YouTube. That's uh, yeah. that's a good yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Absolutely. I, yeah, I sometimes find myself about to click it and I was like, nope, can't, can't, that'll be, that'll be my whole day if I yeah. start watching these. Indeed. Uh, yeah, and I think I didn't want the AT-AT commander, too, because I couldn't deal with the pain that I didn't have an AT-AT for him to command. That's true. That's true. I never <laughs> got my hands on that. Wasn't that fortunate. Uh, good life. Not fortunate enough to have an AT-AT. Um, uh, that is my number three, which means we're up to your number two. My number two. We're going back to Empire Strikes Back, and we are going to the love of the creatures and the bounty hunters. This is just like I couldn't make this list without putting this character on it because it is just the a character they spent uh, a lot of time with, uh, and that is Bosk. Bounty Hunter Bosk. Uh, I've come to really like the character Bosk. Gets uh, filled out with being a Trandoshan mm-hmm. hunter species that's a, in this kind of constant conflict uh, with the Wookiees. Uh, you know, grow up uh, to become a Doctor Who fan and realize that his costume is from uh, William Hartnell's uh, final episode, first appearance of the Cybermen, the Tenth Planet. All these mm-hmm. great Bosk details. Uh, but when I was a kid, he was a lizard man whose arms and blaster were different. <laughs> uh you know part of this fascination of these these figures is again like you just you just got Mm -hmm. all this time down on the floor alone in your own little world turning them around and around and studying them and appreciating how exactly how the blasters fit in their hands and bosk was so different because you know he looked cool and scary in the detailed costume and the little scales on his arms. But the one arm is just this like, you know, flat lizard claw. And then the other one is the lizard claw is just kind of folded. It's not like a full handhold yeah. grip, like the way Han or the Bespin right. security guard grabs their blaster. And he, and you know, and a lot of those characters came with a, a similar kind of blaster, either the DL 44 or the, the really standard blaster that mm-hmm. the, the, I think uh, the security guard came with. Bosk has his own rifle that's his that fits into his hand, but then also the crook of his arm. And it just made him so different and unique. I think that's why I was obsessed with him as a kid. By the way, I think um, his non-gun hand looks like he's got an oven mitt on. Uh, (laughs) He's cooking (laughs) pasta and he's grabbing the, he's going to drain that pasta. Um, Yeah, he's going to kick your ass and make some apple crisp (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. This also for 1980. This is a, I think, a, a great sculpt, as they would say. Uh, great colors, the yellow pops the, against the green, um, the detail, the scales. That, that's something that's very different. You're right. Like you're looking at that, going, "This is what's going on here. This is not like my other figures." Yeah, and I, and I probably had a relationship with him from the film, but also more mm-hmm. from uh, the storybook. And you know, this is in that that just yeah. for me beautiful height of uh, living in Portland, uh, nineteen eighty. Empire Strikes Back, the the summer you know that everything was Empire Strikes Back, uh, and collecting trading cards as well. And you know, having one of my favorite trading cards 
you know, that would stare at all the time is just being the lineup of bounty hunters. And, you know, uh, this is also in, in the era of time where my brother and I would kind of divide up favorites and he was just all about mm. Boba Fett. So I was all about Bosk. <laughs> and there was an extra level of like, he's my guy, even though I knew nothing mm. about him. Right. He's just yeah. kind of an image in, in an idea that, you know, that growls, uh, but it made him mine, you know? Oh, that's great. I mean, I, 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 I know history might record that your brother got the better part of that deal, but I, I don't think so. Over time, I think, I think, uh, Bosk has become more interesting to more people. So it's a, it's a split. It's a split. It's a push. You both win, but uh, I think you're okay with Bosk. That's great. Yeah, no, I'm very happy to be a Bosk guy. I think, uh, obviously, I really, really adore Boba Fett. I said more than enough about him during our uh, Mandalorian coverage, and yeah. uh, we'll say more. But yeah, absolutely love Bosk. And this action figure really, really tied me to him. And I still get to enjoy it then to this day when he shows up in a, in a new story because I have this relationship that was forged by this weird little piece of plastic hey that's why we're here that's why we're here having these conversations with these weird little pieces of plastic yeah so that's my number two number two indeed well we are going to my number two and we're sticking in the same era we're going back to 1980 though again probably got this a little bit later because you could you could get you could walk in and and if if the figures weren't on the wall they had those bargain bin basement uh you know kind of things you could look through at the end i said basement it's not a basement a bargain <laughs> bins at the at the end of the aisle and you could dig through and find yourself a, a a figure uh so again i don't remember where when and where i got this figure but man he's uh he's a important one to me you already mentioned him but this is my version it is luke skywalker hoth battle gear mm. right i um i had this figure I love it. It's got a blaster with a, like a, like a rifle uh, with a little, you can hang it on his arm. Uh, nothing else really moves except for, you know, he's got the, the, the uh, binoculars uh, there. He's got the, the, the goggles, but they don't move. They're part of the body. They're part of the scope. But what did kind of move, if you could get it kind of going and get it a little loose, was the uh, little uh, scarf thing coming off his helmet there that he could put in front of his face. And really? You could, you could, you could get it going. You know, and eventually it probably would just broke off. Um, but you could get it going. And so um, I would do that. But then here, you know, talk about here. I, I got Adat Commander flying the Y-Wing. So, you know, I don't know if I, if I play by the rules, but I want to, I want to tell the right stories. But I, I was always a little bummed because this was the only Hoth uh, figure I had. Mm. So much like when even today I play Battlefront 2, and if I, you know, and I, see you know grievous show up on endor or something i'm always like ah, i mean I, technically he could uh, <laughs> it just seems a little odd to me ha, uh hoth luke uh, he just he in my mind he was in such a rush to get off the planet in in my story he didn't have time to switch into the x-wing pilot gear and um just took off <laughs> took off in this and was just tooling around the galaxy dressed for cold weather that's so great because I think that's what those action figures did too. If like if you didn't have the right character for the right environment, you just did some headcanon, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like you know, yeah, he's on he's on a, a warmer planet, but these are the clothes he packed. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, and the other thing is, this was the only Luke figure I had. Yeah, uh, didn't have any other ones. So um, this was uh, this was my Luke, and no lightsabers with it. All right, no lightsaber. So what are you going to do? I, I found like a little twig and broke it off and put it in his hands. <laughs> you got to make do, um, which was great for Ewok weapons. But uh, it was so it always slightly 
frustrated me. And, and, you know, again, we talk about the relationship with these little uh, hunks of plastic and what they mean. And here I'm loving the attic commander and the Y wing. I, I think there could be a little bit to why I, um, was more of a Han guy. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I'm a, I'm a Han guy and I, I love Luke, but you know, growing up, I'm like, I, I the coolest part of Luke in my head was the lights. I didn't have it. Yeah. I had war Luke. <laughs> I had fighting Luke. Worse than that, I had get, get punched in the face by a Tonta, uh, by a Wampa Luke on a Tonta. <laughs> so uh, it might, might've been part of it too, but I do love this figure. And this is the one, the big reveal. My final week of the old job where I once got in trouble for displaying my, uh, my Star Wars and GI Joe toys on my uh, professional desk. Um, I had Luke in my suit pocket all week, just hanging out like a little <laughs> rose, a little hot Luke, put the arms uh, out so it would uh, kind of stick. And I just walked around and there's actually some pictures of me. Some people, oh, you're leaving. Let me take a picture. And I took one of my office and Luke is there. Luke is there sending me on to my next adventure. Oh, that's so great. Uh, this is one of the figures that I didn't have that I really coveted. I, you know, I really wanted that because it just looks cool. There's something about that, that uh, scarf hanging down that made him look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a figure in cool. Um, I got on one of my birthdays the uh, Rebel Soldier Hoth Battle Gear, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> uh, you know, I was a kid. I had some growing up to do. Uh, I always resented him just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. I don't know if my parents. I think that my parents maybe thought he was Hoth Luke. Yeah. I think I'd asked for Hoth Luke, so I don't know if Hoth Luke wasn't there or they're just like. And now from a parent's perspective, like, yeah, you compare the two figures, like one's got a thing hanging down, but otherwise they're, they're wearing kind of similar stuff, <laughs> you know, from a parent's perspective, right. like, uh, what they say you got, I got you the guy in the snowsuit, right? That's what you wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? It's the snow guy. What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> got a snow guy. Like, no, he needs the scarf no. hanging down. That's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Different colors entirely. Yeah. Uh, but I came to appreciate Hoth Rebel Trooper. Uh, yeah, Hoth Rebel Trooper, Hoth Rebel Commander. There's a lot of, lot of, you know, you need a lot of Hoth, but this, yeah, this is the only one I had, the only one I had for uh, that time. Again, but it came a little bit later, so I was really buying and asking for the figures during the Return of the Jedi era, uh, which, gosh, again, I'm just analyzing it, Joseph. That might have been it, too, where, uh, you know, I friends like you were playing with Jedi Luke, and I had old Snow Luke over here <laughs> for his lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, no wonder you were a Han guy. Yeah, that's it. Solved. Deep psychological reasons. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are there. So that is my number two, Hoth Luke, Hoth Luke uh, which uh, means uh, we're almost our number ones. Uh, we're going to do some little runner-ups, though, little uh, figures that almost made the list but still have um, a special place in our heart. It looks like we share one. Is that Yes, but yes. Yeah, I think you should go for it. Okay. I'll start this off by uh, Imperial Gunner, a.k.a. Death Star Gunner. Uh, and this is the one uh, that, for me, this is uh, – I still have it. I still have this figure. And unlike uh, Attic Commander who just ended up in the Y-Wing, I intentionally – when the lady came to buy the figures for me and I had them in a the little star uh, lunch bail uh, box there, um, I pulled this one out 
I looked at all of them, John. I looked at all Kenobi, uh, Vader, Hoth I looked at all of them and I said, this one, I need to save this guy. And mm. this is the power of the force line in 85, right? And he is, you talk about technology getting better. It's a great figure. Uh, it's dark black, but you see a lot of details. You've got the helmet and the red kind of visor portion uh, released in 84, excuse me, and uh, came with that coin. I remember the coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a it's a great de- design, and as Jedi Business uh, describes, the blaster fits nicely into the right hand. It did. It had a, like a almost like a satisfying click. I remember it's a little uh, handheld little pistol there. Love this figure. It is uh, it is a special place in my heart because of that. Yeah, no, I think it's a great one. Uh, I, I think this uh, this power of the force uh, line was really special because it was kind of this uh, last burst of it. Seems like they're going to keep making them. They're coming with these coins now. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a much uh, kind of wider and stranger uh, collection of of characters. And uh, I had Death Star Gunner, and I think I just I don't I don't remember playing with him a ton. I just remember being fascinated by him because of the weird helmet and mm-hmm. because of the, you know, now we're getting into 84 and 85 and like now Spider-Man is in the black suit in the right. comic books. And now, you know, what's the coolest thing that can happen to any character from anything? They wear black. That was just a yeah. thing. <laughs> and this guy was he's all black and it's so cool. Uh, and I really just love the Death Star Gunner just aesthetically. Not that I would have used that word then, but that's yeah. the truth. He just looked cool. He did just look cool. He almost looked like a he almost looked like a like a cobra figure in GI Joe. He almost looked like he could have uh, fought alongside Destro or something. So might have been yeah. something. Like uh, so uh, that is uh, the first on our list. What else? Uh, what do you have on your runner ups? Yeah, so uh, I needed to just shout out uh, Bespin Luke and Bespin Han. Mm-hmm. Uh, they narrowly uh, didn't make my list, but. Uh, I wanted to really highlight that uh, Jedi Knight Luke, but the, my best been Luke uh, meant a ton to me. Uh, play, played with it so much, thought that outfit looked uh, so impossibly cool. Uh, and then my brother had best been Han and that jacket. I don't know. For me, that 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 look of Han is like the look. I'm kind of glad they went back to the, a different take on it for uh, Force Awakens. It is, you know, different jacket. Uh, but those figures, there's something about them that just kind of capture the the essence of those characters in a really great way. And I've told the story before where uh, my brother got upset that we were moving away from Portland and uh, briefly ran away, taking only uh, his uh, Han Solo Bespin action figure with him and ran away so briefly uh, that uh, n- nobody knew. And then he came back and he was upset. <laughs> it's like, I took Bespin Han and I left. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um also wanted to throw out the cloud car pilot. Uh, I've talked about my weird cloud car pilot uh, obsession before. Had a had acted out that uh, he uh, was trying to date Leia. Leia was not interested. She was loyal to Han, even though he was in Carbonite. Uh, but he was one of those characters. Like I, I did not see him or focus on him. The two times I got to see the film in 1980, uh, no, I was not going home dreaming of the cloud car pilot, who's you barely see. But he's an action figure that existed. So I made up stories, and he's just mm-hmm. he's so weird. He came with the communicator that fits in his hand. His little arm is bent to talk, and he is just a perfect example of. Uh, this this character is barely from the movie and especially if you don't have a cloud car which i didn't you have to make up a story about what the hell is going on in in this character's life so it's uh you know he's smitten on leia you know that's that's fair i get that but uh you know you're you're just a cloud car pilot you don't fly the millennium falcon (laughs) 
I think he mostly just spent his time making calls on that uh, cool communicator. Oh yeah. I'm looking at it right now here in Jedi business. It's the, it's one of the weirdest figures in the best way. It, it, it's like, of course they'd make it. It's uh, by, even by now you get the weird weirdos in the background are, are figures. It's part of what Kenner's doing, but man, it's just yellow boots, gloves, big orange, white hat. Like it's, there's a lot of everything, but nothing going on. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is just a, I, you know, I, it, I look at him now and it's like, I was really happy to have this guy. What a, mm-hmm. what a world. What a world. <laughs> what a world we live in. Uh, so I got a couple more, but I don't want to uh, monopolize. So Sure. Yeah. No, no. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, Weequay, the Weequay figure. Um, and they did uh, eventually release a little bit more of Jabba's henchmen out on the, the skiff and uh, the Power of the Force line. With uh, Barada, Nick Two, and and and, uh, and company, all the all the all the all the friends are represented on the skip. But this is uh, back in the Return of the Jedi line, and this is um, uh, just you know generic weak way. Which oddly enough, especially after Mandalorian, it, it just anytime there's a weak way, people just like I, I start to wonder: is that just they all have that name? Is it like Tito and Force Awakens, like? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to dive into that. Released in 83. Uh, I did have it. it. It did not survive the grudge sale, but I do have one now. Um, uh, old, uh, old pal there, uh, Rachel Cushing from the Schmodown, once uh, gifted me one. She's like, I got this for you there. It seems like you really needed it, like you missed it from your life. <laughs> uh, years ago, I actually got it. And so it was on my bookshelf. I think on this last move, I think it's in that storage box I need, which, which has the, the Imperial Gunner and Anak Commander. Uh, and some other ones, uh, including that that new Hoth Luke. I had to re-get that Hoth Luke at one point at a convention um, and a classic Han. But uh, yeah, so weak way. It's, it's a, you know, like I said, 83. There's, the sculpts are getting better. The detail's better. He's got a really detailed face. He's got the the, uh, the weapon there that kind of goes across um, the force pike that goes across two hands. Like a two-handed weapon. That was pretty cool. And I uh, lo- loved everything about the figure. Yeah, I love what you're saying. The, um, the you know, loving Bosk. Uh, Return of the Jedi was just like Bosk uh, times what what at the time seemed like hundreds because now we mm-hmm. got all of these you know detailed fun creatures from Jabba's palace and he was definitely a big one who was you know central in the film. Yeah, um, and uh, the um, I got to two little double features here. Uh, quick, uh, Dar- Darth Vader. Like I, I don't I don't want to not mention Darth Vader, <laughs> and I don't remember which version I had. You did have to push the lightsaber up through his uh, his uh, forearm. Uh, so I had that version and it was a great figure. It was big, tall, but again, the lady's like, I'll give you $2. And I say, great, let me grab just this one. And I reach for the Imperial gunner, not Vader. Like, and I'm, like, in my head, I'm like, did I just think I was grabbing Vader? No, I let Vader go. I don't know why. Love the figure. And then the other one I want to pair it together with that is uh mail away emperor. I had that one too. I mailed mm. away. There's like, really, two, there's two toys I mailed away for in my youth that I remember. Uh, Mailway Emperor, and then the GI Joe um, sail uh, surfboard, like the little windsurfer. <laughs> Those are the two items I mailed away for as a kid, and I had the Mailway Emperor one. I remember the little box; it came in a little plastic, and you know, not a not a Kenner card back, which was a little disappointing, quite frankly. Um, but gone, gone, gone out of my original collection. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Uh... Yeah, I, I definitely uh, had the, the send away for experience. Uh, I honestly can't remember. I remember learning about it because of the ads for Boba Fett. Uh, I don't remember if we sent away from him for him or if you just got him 
when, once he came out on the card. Uh, we did, before Return of the Jedi, they had a thing going where you could send away for uh, an accessory pack. And mm. it came with uh, a bunch of cool mm. things, including the breathing apparatus to be uh, inside uh, the worm, to be inside the space slug, the Exegorth. Yeah. And and we got, <laughs> this is like the kind of humor that uh, eventually like appeared in The Simpsons and felt so real because it was the kind of things that we had actually experienced. It was that, you know, the sort of the the coldness of corporations compared to children's desires. Like yeah, yeah. we collected and we scraped and we dreamed of the stories we could tell once we got these accessories. And we just got, to, you know, like a little card back saying, sorry, we ran out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Good luck with your future. It was totally, we got crusty clowned, you know, before uh, that was, you know, a, the oh, kind of story you told, you know, but that yeah. whole vibe of crusty, like we're going to the happiest place on earth, Tijuana. Yeah. Like that was the energy it felt when we just like, did you scrape and save up and cut out and ask your parents to help you send in? Too bad. Bye. Too bad. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. Oh, that's big tech. So, yeah. Even mm. though I got burned uh, on that, uh, I was uh, excited to send away for one of my other runner-ups, uh, mm. and that is uh, Anakin Skywalker. Ooh, uh, yeah. I thought that was so cool that not only was you know, Darth Vader is just like uh, uh, this kind old man underneath all that horror, but here was an actual action figure of him. And, you know, he had the really, uh, for the time, detailed, cool Jedi robes and these yeah. really uh, blaring blue eyes. I was so happy to get him, exactly as you're saying, mm. just in a little uh, cardboard box wrapped yeah. in plastic. <laughs> uh, but that great memory figure. is strong. And, you know, yeah. and it, it was pretty powerful to see that name, like, in print, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that That's Luke's actual father. That's Anakin. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and yeah, to think now just, like, how how big a deal, you know, Anakin Skywalker is people's relationship with that character now that the prequels, like, back in the day, this was the Anakin Skywalker action figure, period. That was. We're uh, almost to our number ones, but I want to uh, throw a little curveball on these ones, I, I, especially looking at Jedi business, and I... I, I, I we don't talk about these characters enough because uh, quite frankly, I, I don't uh, really think they, uh, I don't, I couldn't pick them out of the lineup in the movies. Um, Warwick, Ramba and Lumat, the other Ewoks, <laughs> you know, Tebow and Paplu uh, get a lot of the, uh, get a lot of the uh, FaceTime there. Low grade, cheap chirpa. I had low grade. I have Paplu now. Uh, uh, mutual friend, Jeff may actually gave me Paplu for, um, my birthday uh, nice. last year. Um, but yeah, Lumat, Roomba, and Warwick, the other three Ewoks, the leftover, the the, the Gildan, <laughs> the Rosencrantz and Gildan start of the Ewoks. Uh, what's going on with that? We'll find out one day. Yeah, yeah. That that this uh, this uh, line of um, Power of the Force that that came out at the at the end of the line there has so many cool figures in it. And that, that's my last runner up uh, mm. is from here of. Yeah, I mean, this. so it's got the extra Ewoks. Uh, it's got Anakin Skywalker eventually comes out carded, Death Star Gunner, uh, Imperial Dignitary. Uh, but mm. then it goes into some weird things like the Han Solo and Carbonite Chamber. That's mm. an advance of technology. Luke Skywalker and Battle Poncho. Uh, R2-D2 with pop-up lightsaber. Oh, and as these were getting on the shelves, for me, from my experience, it was getting, there weren't the walls anymore, right? Yeah. Uh, they had moved on at the, the big stores that, you know, Toys, Toys R Us and Children's Palace. And even, you know, when you went to like a Sears, it was a much smaller little section. So 
this was the the time in my life where it's like I have money and I just really, really hope that one of those figures that I'm just drooling over is there. And if not, I'll have to get, you know, one of these other ones. And one of the figures that I desperately, desperately wanted because I thought it was so cool and never got back in the day is Luke Skywalker with the Imperial Stormtrooper outfit, you know? cool to have a trooper but yeah that was the dream and when they were able to put the helmets on uh leia and lando it's like well we like you said at the beginning of this like but we need then we're gonna get luke and han right (laughs) with the helmets you can take off we're gonna get them i never saw this guy in the store i never knew another kid who had him and now in in retrospect you know this was this last gasp full of great characters a monomon yak face you know a bunch of like weirdos bunch of advanced and it and it just faded and it and it went away with star wars for a while yeah. but i think this line is what made me spend all those years wishing and dreaming of like mm. if they have the technology yeah <laughs> mm. if they can make luke skywalker without a helmet if they can make as deep cut of a character as the imperial dignitary what if the action figures ever came back and they made everything mm. every they remade everything and they made all the characters we never had and like this line set me up to dream about what would eventually become power of the force 2 totally. for years and years absolutely dream a little dream of more yak faces that's all we need. <laughs> that's all we need yeah ah. Well said. Well said. Uh, This has been a great discussion. Walk down Star Wars memory lane. I hope you all out there listening are uh, thinking back to the figures uh, from uh, this era that you fell in love with. Uh, We are uh, now uh, at our number one uh, here on the list, our favorite Kenner Star Wars action figures. I'll go with my number one so Joseph can close the show with his number one and mine. Well, you mentioned Mail Away Emperor. You mentioned Imperial Dignitary. Let's stay up in that throne room. Because my number one is Emperor's Royal Guard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This one is, I'll tell you what, I'll start with here. I, you know, there's been a lot of, a uh, lot more of these figures released. It's a, it's a great design. Even, you know, Ryan Johnson comes back. Well, if I'm going to have a throne room scene in The Last Jedi, I got to have something that kind of looks like Royal Guard. just a different version of them. Um, and I want to see them in action. Part of the reason was... Yeah, Return of the Jedi, we just see him kind of walking along. But then you had that figure, and you had that figure in your hand, and you always wondered, what would what would they do? And yeah, some legend stories come up, and you get to know a little bit more about them. But I think of all the figures that were released, I know there are more detailed figures. I, I know there's technically better figures. I still think this is my favorite Royal Guard figure, Joseph. This is the one. Bold, bright, <laughs> felty, red. Yeah, and you, you just you uh, pull up that felt and see a lot of details. <laughs> yeah, oh, he has a jumpsuit. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's this is uh, it was in in Star Wars design and in action figure. Just the minimalism creates all this mystery. You know, that simple but evocative helmet, uh, the felt cape that's just like the whole thing is a cape. Mm. And then the force pike. What's that about this? This character and this figure is so great. It's um, it's good. And, and um, uh, no longer in my life. But but I, I did <laughs> one of um, I know it's so sad. Uh, I did, I think I was at one one convention. I had that, you know, you and I when we're ever at, a, at a Star Wars celebration uh, specifically, but I think it was another convention floor. Might have been an LA Comic Con. I saw a bunch of Kenner figures and was over, and I was I had that like, you know what? Screw it. I need an Emperor's Royal Guard. I'm gonna buy it. And I was uh, just doing the old casual. I said, Hey, uh, hey, hey uh, how's how much how much is that one there? Let me see the Emperor's Royal Guard. He's like, Oh yeah. And he and he gave me the the, the figure in a case. 
Um, it was like two hundred and fifty dollars, and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna get a hot dog, and I'll be around here again." And I think I just got my car and went home. I'm gonna get a hot dog and play the lottery so I can afford an Emperor's <laughs> Royal Guard. Yeah, so uh, I love it. That's why it's my number one. That is a great number one. I, I really love that you picked one that is really is both about just the absolutely cool design mm-hmm. and the room to just imagine, right? And and make up whatever adventures this mysterious character is going to have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah, so, so that's yeah. my number one, sir. <laughs> what is your most favorite of the Star Wars Kenner figures? Yeah, it had to be this. It is Yoda, the Jedi Master with hard orange snake. <laughs> ah. I have said a lot about this uh, figure over uh, our years uh, doing Force Center. This, uh, I have a memory of finding him. Uh, you know, saw the movie, read about him in the storybooks, the trading cards. Uh, Yoda worked his absolute magic. It was like, he's a, I can kind of tell he's a Muppet, like from Sesame Street, but he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But he's somehow like, you know, uh, real. And he is, you know, uh, uh, funny and 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 wise and and people underestimate him and just the the character was so great so powerful i so wanted him i it's dreamlike i remember kind of the way the the shelves were organized i know it was somewhere in downtown uh portland i remember that we took public transportation i was out on the town doing something with my mom and i remember my bro- brother wasn't there and i i hoped for him and i turned and he was there and i just remember you know, the absolute joy. He was super hard to find. This was like the, the, the yeah. rare time in my life. Part of the reason I like that, those Portland Empire Strikes Back years, it's like really the only time in my life that there were just a bunch of kids on the block and mm. we all hung out. Yeah. And mm. uh, nobody had Yoda and everybody wanted Yoda. Mm. Um, and there was an older kid in particular who waited until my uh, older brother wasn't around and kept trying to deal make to get me to give up Yoda. Uh, he would, he would come with like his case full of like, I'll give you all these other troopers is the, you know, this uh, stormtrooper with the leg broken off and this, yeah. you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi with half of his face scraped away. You know, you, you, you want this, you want a princess Leia with the white gown. She doesn't have the vinyl cape anymore. Like but he just, he absolutely tried to hose me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't that I was like, uh, I, I, I am so, uh, you know, wise about what you're doing. It was just like, um, I, loved yoda and it was just mm-hmm. like uh no i wouldn't trade my dog away <laughs> i wouldn't trade a member yeah. of my family away you know i wouldn't trade my right arm away and i'm not trading yoda away get out of here oh, and you, sir he, yeah even more than um playing with him he was just like a companion mm. you know mm. um i remember turning the water on on the you know the side of the house for the uh the um, you know, the gardening hose and just uh, uh, bubbling up the water a little bit and then really safely putting him on a dry spot. But so he'd look like he was in the swamp. Um, I had a special weird little, you know, I don't know what it was, this little plastic kind of greenish container. It was, it was probably for film uh, originally. I don't know what it was. My dad gave me gave it to me, but that's where Yoda lived. He was separate from everybody, you know. So this little guy has just been, you know, a friend and a companion, uh, my entire life. Uh, he, he's got the weird little gray suit on underneath cause he can take his, yeah. <laughs> his cloth uh, jacket off. And, uh, uh, I've told this story before, you know, moved to, um, 
Los Angeles about seven years ago now from Minneapolis. And I just couldn't figure out how to really safely transport uh, the Kenner figures. So I left them in our storage place in Minneapolis. And when we were visiting a couple of years back and kind of checking in on it, I just had this like, I can't leave Yoda behind. And I really carefully packaged him and bundled him up and, you know, protected him on the plane home and, and brought him home with me. And he is right on my desk, uh, right by Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan. Uh, so he's got to be my number one. I think he's a great figure. Yeah, I know it's weird. He came with hard orange snake, but it's he always has to me, so it's normal to me. And he also came with a soft brown one, but I have hard orange snake Yoda, and he's he's just my little buddy, and he always will be. I mean, look at the face on this figure. The sculpt is just he is your little buddy. He's mischievous Yoda, and uh, and, and I just, it's so warm. It's so great. Yeah, he's just he's just great. He is. He's warm. He's yeah. a little friend. Yeah, <laughs> he's my little green friend without any of the cruel sarcasm of Darth Sidious. He is my actual little green friend. It's so wonderful. I, I, I never had this Yoda figure. Um, I, I kind of wish I did. And, and the detail, again, the little felt capes, uh, little felt, felt robes and all these lines are, are pretty cool. Uh, and they're kind of simple in their own way, but I like the, I like them when they're real. This is just a great little figure, great little memory, everything about it. And I love that it's made that adventure. I have this vision of you like on a plane as an adult, but it's like, you know, when like a little uh, a kid goes on the plane flight by themselves with like a teddy bear, and, like every flight attendant's coming up to you. Are you OK, Joseph? How's your Yoda? And you're like, good, we're going back home. Good. Uh, that did not outwardly happen, uh, but that was the emotional truth of that uh, plane ride for sure. Sounds good. Oh, what a great way. To bring home this list, um, Vintage Empire Luke, the Jedi Master, Luke, sorry, Yoda, teaching Luke, the Jedi Master. I love that. Just Yoda, parentheses, the, the Jedi Master. That's <laughs> the one and only. That's right. Well, sir, thank you for sharing all your memories, all your trips home, all of uh, the bartering that didn't happen for Hard Orange Snake Yoda and more. A fun <laughs> list. A good walk down memory lane. I hope you out there listening got to take your own walk down memory lane. And as always, uh, tweet out, share your vintage Kenner figures with us, the ones that you still have with those paint chips and those, uh, you know, uh, what did you describe it? Half worn off face Kenobis. Just we, we want to see them. We want to see them. Uh, we know uh, you have those all as well. Um, thank you listening uh, to the, for this for listening to this week uh, on Star Wars Rank. Been talking so much today. My mouth is uh, as uh, felty as these robes. Uh, on these figures um we are uh, on a twitter at force center pod we're on instagram and youtube as well you can also like our facebook page at force center podcast you can get a t-shirt at tpublic.com slash user slash force center uh get an audiobook on us if you want to by going to audibletrial.com slash force center you can support us directly at patreon.com slash force center i'm at catnapsock and my website is catnapsock.com and uh joseph they can find you in several spots as well that's right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for all of my other comedy adventures, including uh, my other podcast, Obsessed, where this week we are talking about WandaVision. If you're an MCU fan, you can check that one out with the link on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Sounds great. Do it, my friends. Do it, my friends. So for the Emperor's Royal Guard in his jumpsuit, Yoda and his hard orange snake in his gray jumpsuit, that is it for this week. Star Wars has been ranked.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 